Welcome to the Business, Wealth and Mindset Podcast. Your space for real motivational interviews and cutting-edge business content to inspire your positive mental attitude. And now, your host, Alex Sopala. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome to the, uh, um, this uh, session of the podcast. Um, I am here today with the um, Heli Mix uh, with uh, over 20 years marketing experience. So Harry owns uh, and runs Gain Momentum, which is a, it's a full um, service agency which helps uh, clients to move their brand, uh, business and people forward. So she's here to give us the lowdown on all things uh, marketing, brand and mindset. So um, uh, we'll uh, start off with uh, Haley, just give us a bit more background about uh, herself and uh, uh, what she does and the business and her experience. And then we'll get to go into the, uh, the nitty gritty of the detail of the technical content that she, uh, she'll be giving us today. And uh, feel free to ask any questions on the page and then we'll put those to Haley as uh, we go through. So uh, take it away, Haley. Just give us uh, initially a brief background about yourself and uh, your experience, please. Hi, everyone. Um, my name's Hayley Meeks. And as Alex mentioned, I own Game Momentum, which is a full-service marketing agency. Um, I've been in the business for over 20 years, which seems like a lifetime now. And I'm also a speaker for Progressive Success. And I help Jamie York with the Brand and Marketing Masterclass. And I'm part of the Business Mastermind Academy, which means I get to mentor some really great people. Um, I have a degree in marketing and I have four national awards, all based on marketing for um, effective marketing on small budgets. Um, my client experience is, is vast. It's global, national and local. And uh, I've worked with clients as diverse as Merlin Entertainments, BP, John Lewis, as well as some more local and, and national brands. Perfect. So that's uh, quite a wide experience. Yeah, I was looking out at uh, some of those big clients you've worked with, the likes of uh, John Lewis, Tesco's. So uh, that's uh, quite a, a lot of experience. So uh, to begin with, uh, just uh, picking up on your uh, ebook, I was uh, reading your uh, ebook. This. Uh, Thriving in difficult times, you know, how to improve your growth mindset to uh, achieve greater success. So, uh, first of all, I just wanted to pick up on that. If you could uh, just give us a bit more detail and background content on uh, what is growth mindset or is there different types of mindset? So, let's uh, pick up and start on that, please. Sure. Um, this all came about semi by accident. Um, I was part of the Expert Speaker Academy. And a number of people had asked me how I'd overcome different situations. And I realized that a lot of the ways that I had done it, I'd done it in a very consistent way. Um, and I started looking into what exactly is a growth mindset. And I started focusing with Carol Dweck and her research on achievement and success. Mm -hmm. And just to understand is it a fixed mindset, which 
a number of people have, they believe that the basic qualities that you have as a person, your intelligence, your talent, are, are essentially fixed traits. So your success mm. is down to basically luck in the gene pool. Mm. Um, whereas people who, who have a growth mindset believe that you can develop your abilities through dedication and hard work. And a love of learning can make sure that you've got that additional resilience. And virtually every successful person in history has done it through a growth mindset. So the more and more I looked at it, I started to develop my own model. And essentially believing that anyone can do anything that they put their mind to and that success actually leaves clues. So the system that I've implemented has allowed me to run a marathon after being told I would never walk again, pay off over £120,000 of debt after a failed business, and go on to create six-figure businesses and become a public speaker, um, which, which has been brilliant. But it's, it's not down to me. It's just the system that I've been using. But I think the key to any system, it's all about action. So what I did was I looked at how I did it and tried to, to, to systemize it properly so that I could be in a position to help others. Yeah. So I created a essentially six-step model called BASICS. Mm -hmm. um, and BASICS stands for believe in yourself, acquire your power team, strategize your success, invest in your plan, carry on going and smash it out of the park. And, and that's what I've been able to use to, to, to achieve success. Um, I've been very fortunate is that um, it all reminded me is, is I was brought up a lot by, by my grandparents and my grandpa was in Burma during the war. And obviously when you went out in World War II, you went out with your friends, you enlisted with your friends. And I remember saying to him, oh, that must have been hard, Grandpa, you know, to be in the war and, and be in such a difficult situation. And uh, he said, well, he said, not only that, due to a paperwork mix-up, he ended up being transferred to another troop. Oh. And I said, wow, well, that, that must mm -hmm. have been a bit strange. And he said, well, it was a bit of luck because his troop got ambushed. His original troop got ambushed and they all died. Mm. Wow. So when he came back to Tottenham and, you know, obviously he married my gran. And I said to him, I said, how did you get on in life? How did you move past this point? And he said to me, and please excuse the, the wording of this. He said, <laughs> we bloody got on with it, H. <laughs> and I said, Wow. I said, that's really interesting. And he said, well, the way it was, was that I looked at it, that it was my role in life to make the best of my life that I possibly could to serve in the memory of the people and the friends that I'd lost. Mm -hmm. And every time I came against a problem in life, I thought, hmm. I can overcome this. I got through Burma, you know, yeah. and that, that was something that, that was always really, really important to me about, you know, looking at how that success leaves clues. Mm -hmm. 
So part of the model is obviously looking at famous people in in different scenarios who have really gone on to achieve great success, but not necessarily have coming at it from either the best background or the best start in life or had the connections, but have used uh, a model to get them to where they want to be. Mm. So that's essentially the growth the growth um, mindset that I've been working on. Mm. Yeah, that's perfect. And uh, yeah, I liked your um, the examples of the people that you put in your ebook as well, the likes of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo and uh, Oprah Winfrey and even uh, um, uh, Claudio Ranieri, you know, in uh, building this Leicester team to win the Premier League uh, a few years ago. So that's uh, that's quite uh, quite useful actually to to understand that. Um, we got a, a question here from uh, Janice uh, Janice Bahanovsky. Sorry, I probably haven't pronounced that right. But Janice is asking. Uh, how are you strength, strengthening your spirit? Like, how do you strengthen your spirit within that uh, model, for example? For me, a huge part of it is believing in myself. Mm-hmm. You know, each of us is massively unique. And we all have strengths and weaknesses. And I often think to myself, particularly in the Believe your, in Yourself section, mm-hmm. if one of my friends said to me, oh, do you think I can be successful in business? Or do you think I can pass this exam? Or do you think I can do this or do that? Whatever the situation, my automatic response is yes. And and I totally believe it. You know, I totally have faith in them. I totally have absolute core understanding that they can do whatever they set their mind to. And so sometimes we have to be our own best friend Mm -hmm. and we have to practice positive self-talk yeah. And I think that's a really essential piece because I imagine when I'm 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 concerned in my mind or I, I I'm not thinking straight, I imagine myself as my own best friend. What would I be advising myself? What would I be giving to myself? How would I be looking after myself in that situation? Hmm. And the other thing I believe in, I believe hugely in the power of prayer. And I also believe in the importance of self-care, mm-hmm. of taking time out to look after yourself, really, because mm-hmm. everyone needs that in their life. Yeah, wow. that's uh, that's brilliant. That's good to know. Uh, now, uh, just uh, moving on to the, the marketing uh, part of things, sort of uh, marketing and branding and uh, moving businesses forward. Um I think just uh, as a quick summary, probably, because, you know, when people hear the word marketing, probably, you know, can mean a lot of different things to different people, depending on what they are doing. It could be advertising or whatever it is. So maybe just give us a quick sort of overview. What is marketing and what are the, uh, the issues around marketing? What is marketing? Essentially, and probably if you take nothing else away, the most important Mm -hmm. thing to know, marketing isn't rocket science. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you could just sum it up in one sentence. Yeah. Essentially, it is having the right product or service, marketing, Mm -hmm. taking it to the right people with the right message through the right channel at the right time. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Mm. 
knowing who you're talking to, knowing the benefits and the pain points of what you're offering to them and why they yeah. want what you're bringing and delivering it in a way that they can understand and, and can buy from you. Mm. So essentially where they can perceive the value of what it is that you're, you're offering, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah, perfect. So we had a question from uh, Jackie, Jackie Gamage, about uh, what are the different forms of the types of marketing and products and, and what are the products or services that are suited to each of the types of marketing, for example? This is probably a question that is 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 much easier if you understand the market that somebody's mm -hmm. actually in. Um, mm -hmm. For me, the critical piece is knowing your customer, knowing your customer avatar. Mm -hmm. And what we mean by that is almost creating an image in your head of who you're actually talking to. Mm -hmm. um, we'd give it a name, we'd give them an age, we'd look at where do they hang out, what is the benefit to them of what you're going to bring because there's no point targeting somebody. If you're, if you're looking at going directly to a consumer, so mm -hmm. let's imagine you're selling a clothes brand, mm -hmm. LinkedIn might not be the right channel because that's more of a business-to-business -business model, whereas mm -hmm. if you're looking to sell a very bespoke service or a very high-end service, and it's directly to a business person, you would then look at LinkedIn more than you would look at Facebook. So it, it's really horses for courses. Mm. It's understanding your audience is critical to your success. Mm. Because if you imagine that essentially marketing is about communication mm. and it's about knowing who you're talking to and what they are looking to hear from you. Mm. Wow. So I guess that that's where you get to pick which avenue you'd use. Because I guess, especially in this world of social media, if, for example, you're targeting a particular section, age group, for example, you know, there's uh, these medias like TikTok or LinkedIn, obviously, you've got uh, Facebook and all that. So mm -hmm. I guess you would have uh, specific services which uh, will do best using a specific channel, for example. Yeah? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely, because people try to think that they have to be on everything. Mm. And realistically, it's just knowing who your customer avatar is. I mean, the one thing I would say is better to do one channel really well that suits mm. your avatar than try to be mm. absolutely everywhere and have yeah. a, a, a sort of a scattergun approach. Yeah. Mm. Consistency in that. Mm. So uh, going going on to um, you know, the impact of the the current situation we're in, because uh, for most business, essentially, when you're in a pandemic or a situation like now where uh, there's uh, difficulties, uh, one of the things they will probably start to cut uh, first uh, when they're shedding their expenses will be things like uh, marketing budget and, and things like that. I mean, what, what would you say to that? What would be uh, your advice? Is is that the right thing to do? Is is uh, uh, what, What's your take on that? We're in challenging times. Let's be honest. You know, if Coca-Cola have decided to cut their budget for quarter two of this year in the UK, you know, mm -hmm. you can see that people are cutting spend and furloughing staff and, and, and things are changing. Mm -hmm. However, this is a perfect time to add value to your audiences. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And this is the perfect time to be building your brand. Mm-hmm. People are a captive audience right now. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my social media usage has gone through the roof because wow. I, I am using the platforms a lot more than I would before because previously I'd have said, oh, I haven't got time. Yeah. So now's the opportunity to really push out content to your audiences. And it's really important that you establish your presence in a crowded marketplace. Mm. And and I guess you probably have to tweak it as well to the situation, isn't it? Because where now uh, with the lockdown, people will be be at home. So they'll probably have a lot more time, even though, I mean, now, obviously, everyone or most people would have a smartphone so things will be available on the go anyway but in terms of timing they are probably more at home and they can read those messages and they can take on board uh, more of the things so uh, just uh, picking up on a, uh, a question from Cheryl as well Cheryl Hill uh, importance of mindset when we are preparing and implementing your uh, marketing I mean how, how what would you say to that I think that's a really interesting question, actually, because for a lot of people, we have a sort of a scarcity issue. We 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 believe that maybe what we're offering isn't as as great as as everyone else knows it is. Yeah, and it's a question of looking at yourself as this is your opportunity to add real value to your audience, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. You see people doing these these challenges on on yeah. Facebook, and then all of a sudden, a thousand WhatsApp groups turn up, or a thousand yeah. people are offering the same yeah. thing. The same thing, yeah. But it, but it's only because you are connecting with the same type of people. The rest of your audience has never seen this before. You know, mm. what seems like common sense to you. Yeah. For other people, it's like really new and interesting and innovative. And yeah. I think it goes back to what I said before about, you know, you are your unique self. There is no one who can deliver and be who you are. This is the most yeah. amazing thing about us. So yeah. having that positive mindset, recognizing that we, you can bring real value and also looking at how you can serve your audiences through your marketing is probably yeah. the best mindset that you can have yeah. right now. Yeah, that uh, probably links um, uh, quite well to Caroline's question, Caroline Weaver. She's asking, um, how do you tackle imposter syndrome? Well, some people say fake it till you make it, but yeah. I, I'm really, I really find that slightly um, incongruent to the way that I feel. Um, Mm -hmm. I think at the end of the day, we are all two or three steps ahead of someone else on the journey. Mm -hmm. You know, Sir Martin Sorrell, who runs the WPP group, who's the head Mm -hmm. of advertising, is probably the biggest agency globally, is ahead of me, you know. (laughs) But I know that the the skills and the knowledge that I teach through the Brand and Marketing Masterclass and Mm -hmm. through the content I put out, is giving value to people who are those steps behind me. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think for us is we often forget how far we've come. Mm. And actually it's time to, to look at those little wins, check out those successes that you've had in the past. Yeah. 
and realize that you you've got an authority in what you're bringing to the table yeah and i remember um a friend of mine um tony gargan who did um expert speaker at progressive she mm -hmm. one of her first talks at PPN where she was telling people how she'd started her her landlord and investor journey mm -hmm. and in the front row was the head of the landlord association wow and she's mm -hmm. like oh my life <laughs> can you imagine a worse person yeah. but actually, wow. she got the best response from him because he said I'd forgotten how it was at the beginning and so mm. each of us have got that value that we can add and bring, even mm. if we're not, you know, we're not completed the journey, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I see. I guess it's all, it's all about finding that uniqueness in us, in, in each and every one, isn't it, to, to, to exactly. offer that? Because, yeah, because I mean, even, because uh, I, I remember I'm actually doing the uh, uh, expert speaker academy with Tony uh, and Robert, and, um, and that's what one of the things even even uh, you know you can put you know 10 speakers together to talk about the same topic or the same subject but uh, probably the message that is taken by the audience will be different because each one will still present their personality their character and everything in their own unique way so if you can bring that out uh, oneself that's what uh, sometimes people take to that you know when you talk about marketing and a brand that's all about you as a person the way you present yourself the way you talk the way you conduct yourself and everything else around that yeah so um, let, let's be honest we're not all going to appeal to the same people yeah exactly people just look at us and go no i don't want to work with you for no other reason they potentially don't even like yeah. your face yeah um, but we all know that we'll appeal to others which is yeah part of it hmm Absolutely. Now, I've got a, another question here from uh, Melanie, Melanie uh, Smith-Rollings. Um, how to create and target your perfect customer avatar through your brand? You know, how, how do you do that? <clears throat> you know, how to create and target your perfect customer avatar, you know, through your, your brand? <clears throat> I, think, I think the key thing is for many of us, our brands are about us mm -hmm. and in essence our brand should be about our customer mm -hmm. wow. so we, we, we try to make it all about us all about us but actually it's about what problems are we solving mm. what value are we bringing and I, I probably use value a hell of a lot in this talk mm. <laughs> but I was always told is like in any piece of content you need to have more U's than you have I's and we's. Yeah. So it's about putting yourself in your customer's shoes. Mm -hmm. Remember when you started this journey, what, what are the benefits? What, what brought you in to the products that you're selling? What mm. attracted you to that? And it, it, it's, it's not forgetting that and imagining putting yourself in your customer's shoes. Mm. Because so many of the time we tell everyone what we do and what we offer, but we don't yeah. actually put it into benefit-led content and, and, and how we solve their problems. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's quite key as well. I mean, I remember 
uh, in one of the um, uh, mentoring sessions with uh, Rob Moore, is specifically touched on that point that you almost have to take yourself out of the situation and put the, the customer in because uh, I think he gave an example of uh, if you're looking to write a book, for example, on a particular subject, yeah, you can go out there and ask the audience what is it that they would like to know about instead of, you know, you think of something which is of interest to you, yeah, but exactly. uh, you know, <laughs> when you take it out there, no one else is interested in it, and then it's not going to serve anyone, it's not going to add value to anyone. But when you take yourself out, put the uh, customer in, and ask and find out what is it that they are looking for. That's when you uh, you add to uh, you get to add value. Um, got a, a question from uh, Beck Beck Lawrence Spencer. What are the key mistakes made when branding? What, from your experience, oh. what, what mistakes oh, do people make? <laughs> do you know yeah. what? I could probably hmm. do an hour hmm. on branding mistakes and marketing errors, but. I will save us from that. <laughs> I think it's almost like what are the good things as well. So for me, branding yeah. is about consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that you do, everything that pe- you, people see about you, everything people hear about you, everything people read about you, it mm. needs to be consistent. Yeah. Don't be schizophrenic in your branding. So that's probably the biggest mistake people make. So they'll set up a great landing page that will lead to a poor website mm-hmm. and it doesn't look the same. It, it, it's incongruent or they'll be talking a great game on their brand page about how they care about people and they add value. And then you'll look at their personal social profiles and it's full of stuff that's not sharing those values. And I think for me, you need to be consistent when you're being watched and when you're not being watched. Mm. And, you know, you can talk about it in terms of just physical look and feel, but it goes so much deeper than that. Your brand is intrinsically everything about your Mm. business. If Mm. you look at some of the biggest brands in the world, you can go anywhere in the world and you can go to a McDonald's and you have the same experience. Mm. Yeah. You can look at a can of Diet Coke or a can of Coke, and, and you've got you understand what that brand stands for. Hmm. Um, if you look at Apple, you're either an Apple girl or boy, or you are hmm. an Android girl or boy, hmm. and you have strong hmm. associations. Hmm. And so, therefore, it's about creating that consistent message. And too many people they try to be too clever or too out there. It's about keeping it simple. Simple, yeah. Simple, consistent, and congruent with who you are, and and mm. and you cannot go wrong. Mm. And you know there are certain things that you need to spend money on in marketing. Your logo is probably one of those to keep it consistent and to get to get mm. that professional style. Mm. Most other things that there's there's ways of cutting corners, but mm. but for me, if, if you wanted to take away on that, it's the the lack of consistency is probably. Yeah the biggest issue in, in branding so uh, i guess is, is there such thing as uh, probably the, the right thing to do because everything these days 
is is linked to success and results yeah so uh and uh, i guess that's uh, probably one of uh, Car uh you know caroline's question about imposter syndrome because you'll get people trying to copy something that is being successful because they see the results of that maybe they are being themselves and genuine but you know what they are doing is not generating those results or that success and then they try on to tag on to something else which essentially is not them it's probably out of character with them, but it brings the results. So there's almost a, a bit of a conflict in that. I mean, how, what, what would you say to that uh, for, for people who found themselves in that situation? I think you cannot go wrong by being yourself. Mm. If you look at the most successful brands, they're themselves, they're mm. intrinsically who they are. Mm. You know, it they do what they say on the tin yeah um and i think anybody who isn't true to themselves their brand isn't true to themselves eventually they will be found out yeah there's a yeah. difference between short-term success and mm. long-term longevity yeah the brands that have have made stand out the people that you you know and that you recognize they are completely consistent in everything that they do so you can mention a name. You can say Tony Robbins. We, you've got an impression of what he is and what he does, yeah. and yeah. you like it. But but you know exactly who you are, who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Everyone has got that impression. You cannot maintain inconsistency with yourself if that makes sense. Yeah, I see. You will eventually slip up. So success really is about building on who you are sharing your value and being yeah. consistent and building your tribe yeah absolutely because there's a uh, um you know enough for everyone out there absolutely. to present themselves isn't it you know because mm -hmm. when you talk about uh, over seven billion people in the world and each and everyone is uh, quite unique you know that's mm -hmm. <laughs> quite something um uh another question here from uh felix felix joseph from uh property under one roof uh, so he is asking how can a, a small brand mix it up with the big boys for example to be or fair, is, that, is, that, is that possible at all? I, I think it is possible um mm. but i think it might just take more time i think the yeah. big difference between you and a big brand is is purely money mm. yeah um you have the best opportunity to be agile within your business yeah in your brand um if you look at how quickly you as a, a smaller business can pivot and change mm. your business model add extra mm -hmm. products extra services push out content introduce new um products to your range you can do that really really quickly as a small business you mm. don't have to go through layers and layers of management and layers and layers of process and layers and layers of approval Mm. This is the time for the small brand to become bigger. But it's also about niche. If you are focused on a specific niche yeah. and you're building, you're building your community, it doesn't matter how small you are to start with, you can start thinking big. Mm. And, and also there's so many free tools around. It used to be that if you wanted to have a TV commercial, for example, you yeah. had six figure seven figure budget mm -hmm. 
And you can now be on like a Sky AdSmart TV commercial package and you yeah. can spend a minimum of £3,000 on advertising space. I mean, these types of mm. channels are opening up to us that are completely unheard of in, in, in the previous times. Yeah. We've got as much opportunity to reach through social channels. There's so many free tools now. There's there's photo libraries where you can get free images or free icons. Mm. There's build your own sites using things like WordPress or Wix. Yeah, yeah. You've got as much chance as anyone else to to build your brand into what you're looking to do, without necessarily spending big because you have the agility yeah. and move faster and quicker than anyone else. Hmm. All right. So, um, would would you say that um, business or marketing or or branding is specifically difficult in certain business areas or uh, or services for example or is it generally same level of difficulty across the board what would be your your take on that the principles and the fundamentals of marketing are the same whatever mm. sector whatever industry you're in mm. um but the principles don't change yeah. what does change is the message and the tools yeah. That's the only thing that, that alters. So if you can understand the principles of branding and marketing, you can apply them to any sector of any size that you would wish to do so. Mm. So it's more about just understanding those 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 fundamentals mm. and knowing who you're targeting is, is, a, is a critical piece and also mm. understanding your value proposition. And what we mean by that is what a customer needs and wants and what you can supply in terms of products and service and, and where that meets in the middle. Mm -hmm. yeah. So whichever whichever sector, whichever audience, it's, it's just different tools, different channels, mm -hmm. but the different. same core core principles. Yes, the same core principles. So uh, for um, someone who is looking to, to start their business or, or, or promote it, um, where would you put marketing as as a starting point? Because obviously, um, you know some some of the messages that we get, I mean, from uh, uh, different uh, avenues. I remember even uh, Rob uh, uh, pushes this message of uh, getting started now, and uh, you know you get perfect later. You know, you just get started. So where would you put marketing? Is it something that someone should be looking before they? they launch or before they do anything or get something sorted, get it a bit more perfect and then start marketing it? Where, where would it fit along the, the, the business line for someone who is new into business? To me, marketing is critical. No marketing, no sales, no business. Yeah. But it's all about going through and looking at the business as a whole so it's understanding what is the vision for the business, what is the mission for the business, what are the goals and the objectives for the business? Are those smart goals in terms of are they specific, are they measurable, are they attainable, are they realistic, are they timely? It's about understanding, the, we call it the seven Ps of marketing, and we talk about price and we talk about distribution and we talk about 
promotion and process and people and physical evidence. It's understanding at the beginning what you're mm -hmm. looking to achieve. So it's about setting the goals for what you want to achieve for your business mm -hmm. and going through looking at it from the vision, the mission, the objectives for the business, yeah. looking at your value proposition, as in what are you offering to these people? It's understanding your brand. Yeah. It's looking at things like what is your elevator pitch? As in, if I had to say to you, say, tell me your business in 20 seconds and how you help people. Yeah. You know, it's the difference between an accountant turning to me and saying, I can help you do your tax returns. Mm -hmm. Someone saying, hey guys, I help business people save money from the revenue legally. By I on average I can save them three thousand pounds on yeah. tax a year. That's more engaging. It's about understanding that piece. Mm -hmm. It's about putting and profiling your your different customer avatars, looking at the benefit of gain for them versus the fear of loss. Mm. Having an understanding of the key messages, knowing where they're going to hang out. It's having all of that in the plan because you can start with a minimum viable product, which, you know, there's nothing wrong in that. Yeah. If you don't promote it, you don't sell it, you're never going to move forward. So mm. marketing has got to be key. It's absolutely, mm. it's an essential tool. But I'm a marketeer, so I'm going to say that. <laughs> I guess it's one of those, uh, you know, balancing the, the cash flow, it's especially for small businesses who are just starting because, uh, uh, you know, when you haven't got those uh, sales and the income coming in first, mm -hmm. you have to make these uh, almost, you know, tricky decisions as to where do you place your money first. I guess it tends to be or people feel and see that it's easier when the money is flowing, you can play around a bit more. But when cash is tight, then it's tough choices. But I think also because there's so many free tools out there to help you with your marketing. Mm. It's never been simpler to reach maximum number of people. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got everything that you could possibly want. A lot of it you can get at free or very cost-effective prices. It mm. costs nothing to set up an account on LinkedIn. It costs mm. nothing to set up an account on Facebook. It's mm. cost nothing to put out content. There's mm. a lot of things that you can be doing that don't necessarily need to mm. cost you the earth. But yeah. it, as long as you know who you're talking to and what your messages you're pushing out to those people, that you know you can utilize. There's there's a, a program called Canva, which is a free design tool. So mm -hmm. if you've got even a billionth of creativity, you can go on there and create some really nice graphics. Mm -hmm. um, there's Flaticons, which do the free icons. Um, mm -hmm. There's Pixel Bay, that means you can get free free photography. So there's lots of stuff that you can get mm -hmm. that doesn't have to cost you lots and lots of money right now. Mm -hmm. and I think people think marketing is going to be expensive, but it's not as expensive as not doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. You, you know, it's one of the first things people cut in times of tr of trial and, tr and trouble but actually mm. it's the one time where you should be upping your game and yeah. in times in times like this where one of the main things that we've got 
as 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 people on lockdown is time it's now mm. the opportunity even more to, to to put your head above the parapet and, and get yourself out there yeah yeah cool that's uh um yeah makes a uh, very good sense now just uh, more specifically about you and the uh, the agency, you know, gain momentum. Um, what, what is it that uh, that you you offer, and uh, how can uh, people latch on to that? Yeah. Well, as a, as an agency, we can pretty much do most things. Um, we specialize in three areas. We specialize in employee engagement, um, and what what that means essentially is retaining and communicating effectively and and motivating the people within your workforce. Mm-hmm. And particularly now when lots of people are either working from home and working remotely and they've not got their boss breathing down their necks, <laughs> it's now more than ever better time to engage with your team. Yeah. And we do that for clients globally and nationally. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's quite a large part of our business. Um, the problem is, 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 is most people don't understand the value that engaging with their employees brings. And let me give you an example. And this is, this is a couple of years old, but it's still massively relevant. We had uh, a client who was a multi-sited solicitor. So they had offices in, in numerous locations. And they were based, uh, one of their offices was based in the richest neighborhood, which is called Camper Cliffs in Pool. And they couldn't understand why they weren't getting any divorce clients or family law clients. Mm. And you're thinking, wow, you're this, you know, you're this multi-layered practice. You've got all of these people, you've got all of these skills. You're right bang on the high street in the most expensive area. Why are you not getting them? So we did research for them and, and tried to understand what the problem was and what was going on. And it turned out that the receptionist in that office didn't understand what family law was or divorce law was particularly. And because it was done in a different office, she was referring all these clients to the solicitors down the road. (laughs) And they were losing hundreds of thousands of pounds of business because Mm. they weren't communicating properly. We worked with an, another client, and it was a big petrochemical uh, company. And one of the drivers, one of the tanker drivers, said, "Do you know what? If you organised our routes better and your departments talked to each other properly, I could do two extra drops a day." Wow! So mm. there's, there's a massive piece of employee engagement. It's an absolute huge mm. area. But it, mm. it's massively essential to your to your teams and, and to the growth of your business because your people are your biggest asset, yeah. your customers, obviously. Mm. And what they're telling people is how your business is, is perceived. Um, the other area that we work very, very heavily in is in the health and pharma markets. Mm-hmm. And we launch products into places like Boots and Tesco and Holland and Barrett and things like that. So we take them from concept to to consumer, essentially. Mm -hmm. 
and that's where we won the, the national awards and the yeah. third one that we do is we work with ethical clients who want to get into schools so we work with charities and corporates that can really support the education of our children this is not a cabaret we don't get the cabaret in or we don't get the mcdonald's in <laughs> clients that can add real value to the learning for kids yeah, and we do a of that as well mm. but um the other piece is is obviously is the speaking piece and so mm. i i do the brand and marketing masterclass that i mentioned with jamie mm -hmm. with, and the mentoring on the business mastermind academy and that's something that i i thoroughly enjoy i really enjoy that piece mm. yeah it's a very good i think uh, i guess probably just as a um one question you've covered a lot of uh, uh issues around uh brand and marketing but i mean for you personally how would you say um you know your your values show up in the in the work that you do it's probably best to ask my clients that question <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what i think and yeah. what i say who knows, yeah. who knows? There, mm. there is a thing that I would recommend to anybody to, to mm. do get their clients views on, on, on how they're performing as, as a business. And it's called net promoter scores. Uh -huh. And essentially, you ask your clients two questions. Yeah. The first one is out of 10, how likely are you to recommend me to a friend or colleague? Yeah. And out of 10, how happy are you with the service that I provide? I provide, yeah. And depending where they fall, if they're sort of 8, 10 on both, that's great. You, you're mm. obviously doing something really well. Mm. And if I say you're out of 10, 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10, why are they not referring you to more people? That would be quite yeah. an interesting one to ask. Mm. Mm -hmm. If they come in 0 to 4, <laughs> Yeah. You have some work to do, right? Yes. We yeah. care enough to ask you the to answer the question. So it's probably yeah. worth revisiting. Yeah. yeah. If you come yes. in at four to seven, they're mm. probably not that into you. Yeah. So it, it's true. a really good way of judging. Um I like to think that I'm straightforward. Mm -hmm. I like to think that the service we offer is you know, people are going to say, oh, we're creative, we're strategic. It, you know, that, that's standard. As an agency, that's almost like the bare minimum that you would minimum. expect. Yeah. I think where we're probably different is we see ourselves as an extension of the team. So we mm. are your team. We are not just your supplier. And we look to go the extra mile and we like to, to bring that added value that we can. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say that's that's probably the value mm. that come out most. Um, if you ask the, the mentees, <laughs> um, I, they'd probably call me a bit of a butt-kicking bitch, but yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm there to help them grow their business. I'm not there. Right. As, as, as long as they get their results, yeah? Exactly, and that's what's important. That's essential. Yeah. Uh, and just a, a, a quick, a quick uh, point on that, though. Uh, Within marketing, I mean, how how easy is it for uh, companies to measure the the impact of the of the marketing itself? 
you know, in in terms of uh, you know, ev eventually uh, the monetary side of uh, the benefits of it. There, there's a there's a famous saying that was, I know that fifty percent of my marketing is working, but I don't know which fifty percent. Yeah. <laughs> and nowadays we just don't have that excuse. We just mm. don't have that excuse. You know, social media and online marketing has meant that we have never, ever, ever been more measurable. Mm -hmm. We can measure likes, we can measure clicks, we can measure engagement. There are so many different things that you can measure. Yeah. And even in traditional marketing with things like voucher codes mm. and special offers, there's always ways of measuring your marketing. Generally, if I have a new client come to me, the first thing mm. I'm asking them is, how did you how did you come to find us? Mm. You know, that should be a standard question that any of your sales team or people ask is, is, is how did you find me? What mm. made you use us? And there's no reason why you can't also, if you have friendly clients, is interrogate them why they still use you. Mm -hmm. And for me, communication with clients is absolutely key. Um, we had a situation where, and this is a few years ago now, a member of staff left. Yeah. And um, I sent an email out with the usual kind of, dear everyone, we're very sorry to let you know that this person has left the business. And, you know, it was all very much like, he's going to be so missed, da-da-da-da-da. You know, it was, it was properly lovely email. Yeah. And I had people coming back going, thank God he's gone. And hallelujah. And I was just like, whose fault is that? We just don't ask our clients enough how mm. they feel. We don't get their input and we don't ask them. And ah. it was something I swore I'd never do again. Mm. Keep asking yeah. questions, keep getting that feedback. Mm. Wow. Great experience from all those uh, examples early. So, um, yeah, just uh, coming towards the the end of the uh, um, the session now. Uh, so, just uh, you know, for someone either existing businesses or new ones, what 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 would be your advice in terms of how they would need to set up their um, uh, marketing or their uh, their piece? What's your like uh, you know? Quick fire advice and tips on the best way to go about uh, marketing and or building their brand. Sure. Uh, if I was to give some some top tips, the first thing is know your customer, and you mm -hmm. may have more than one. So, for some people, they go, "Oh, my customer could be this type of person or this type of person or this type of person." Well, that's mm -hmm. fine because you can do messaging for each. But make sure you really know who they are. Have them in your mind as clear as you possibly can. Write down almost like a pen portrait of, of, of every aspect of, the, of that customer from where they hang out to, to what they like, to the benefits of your service, um, what they would lose if they didn't take on your service, things, things like that, as much information as you can. Yeah. Understand what your product or service will do for their lives and the key messages are around that. Remember to focus on them, not you. Keep your brand consistent. 
consistency, consistency, consistency. Brand is so integral to who you are and how you show up. Mm. And then pick the channels and tools where you know your ideal customer is going to be. Mm. And again, be consistent on them. On them. Perfect. Uh, what's your, what's your take on uh, the uh, saying that there's no such thing as bad publicity? <laughs> um, it's an interesting one. I think some people use the media a bit more effectively than others. Than others. Okay. Yeah. Um, having having had. Uh, an uncle in the media, my my opinion of that mm-hmm. is that the media likes to build you up and it likes to knock you down. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there is such a thing as bad publicity. Yeah. Um, having read and seen the amazing Gerald Ratner and read The Rise and Fall and Rise, and yeah, I think you would probably say that uh, there's definitely negative publicity in your business. <laughs> But it can always be turned into positive, can it not? <laughs> I, I think you can, but it depends how long that you know that takes and what an impact it has in the meantime. Hmm. Um, if you look at some of the famous sports people who've endorsed products and services and then found out that they're not quite who they said they were, hmm. it can have a yeah. really negative impact yeah. on your brand and your business. Hmm. Yeah. So, not all publicity is good now. Yes, <laughs> Perfect. Now, uh, just to, to finish then, um, how and where uh, can people listening or those who will get to listen to the podcast later, how and where can they find you? Well, if you, uh, I'm the only Hayley Meeks Grigor mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. So please feel free to link in with me. Yeah. Um, I have hayleymeeks.co.uk where I put out a lot of my content. Mm-hmm. And I'm the only Hayley Meeks on Facebook, ironically. Facebook, so yeah. the black and white image is the yeah. brand page. So feel free to join that. I will keep pushing out content. Uh, there's a free mm-hmm. ebook on there for speed reading. I do yeah. regular book summaries on there and, and other content. And there's the free ebook for the growth mindset. Um, the colored picture is just my my general personal page, but I don't mind. Link up both, either it's whichever whichever you prefer. Yeah, thank you very much, Haley, uh, uh, for all of that. Just uh, one quick one. If there's uh, one uh, book on marketing, just one that you would recommend, which one would it be? Do you know what? I think for me, I'm, uh, I know I'm in the process of writing a marketing book, and I don't think that there is one marketing book at the moment that fits all the criteria. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was to ask it, it, to read any book at all, I mm-hmm. would read The 4-Hour Week by Tim Ferriss. Yeah. I would read Everything is Figureoutable by Marie mm-hmm. Forleo. Mm-hmm. And I would probably read Built to Sell by John Warrillow. They're probably the three books that I think would give people a lot of value. Um, Built to Sell is all about how you can grow your business for future future selling, and it uses the example of an agency Mm 
So it's, mm-hmm. it's very much in a story form, but the mm-hmm. the, the the message from it is 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 really great. It it really yeah. can help any business. Marie mm-hmm. Folio is kind of my girl crush. I have to say that. Um, <laughs> um, her book on everything is figure outable is great for mindset, and it's mm-hmm. great for overcoming challenges and she talks very honestly about her own background and, and what she's overcome and, and I, I find that brilliant. Yeah. And Tim Ferris, the four hour week uh, or four hour work week I believe it's called, um has probably been the one book that's saved me an hour or two hours a day hmm. just by applying some of the things that he was um talking about. So yeah. all three are definitely worth a read. Perfect. Uh, thank you very much, Harley. Uh, I think I've uh, come to uh, an end of the uh, broadcast. Uh, probably if there's any more questions for people who get to listen later, we can uh, reach out to you on those and, and, and answer those later. But uh, you've been brilliant. Lots of uh, uh, you know really good advice there. Lots of great content on marketing. So thank you very much for coming uh, uh, to speak to us on that. And I'm sure uh, you've uh, given us your details to contact you and people will uh, come forward and engage with you and look at uh, uh, your uh, book reviews as well and your ebook, which are all excellent pieces for anyone who is uh, uh, doing business to, to get stuck into those. So thank you very much and we'll catch up with you soon. Thank you very much. All right, thanks. Bye-bye.